episode 41.1. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean it, erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, push over. Pop culture. Leftover. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers. We're going to talk about the uh, Star Wars casting. So this is episode 41.1. You probably, uh, Hopefully you've listened to the Amazing Spider-Man 2 podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And yeah, we're the Leftovers. We're the Leftovers. Yeah, yeah, we're Leftovers. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you heard that shit before. Whatever. Fuck it. So much for introduction. All right. So uh, by the time you're listening to this, it might be May the 4th, which is Star Wars Day. So I'm sure as we talk about this on May 3rd here together, uh, there could be even more Star Wars and news announced than uh, on May the 4th, which yes. May the 4th, that's, uh, that's somebody's birthday, isn't it? Isn't it Jake Elliott's birthday? No. I no. think Isn't it? It's Max Dillon's birthday. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man made him a cake, Everybody right? Everybody cares about me. Yeah. I made a cake. <laughs> you, you know my name no but it's jason jason from uh the leftover yeah. thank it's you your birthday it's my so. birthday happy we're not gonna sing it but. <laughs> yeah. he's definitely already partying like it is his birthday yeah, he is. yeah. yeah he is. <laughs> all right so yeah happy birthday jason <laughs> thank you and uh so let's talk a little bit about star wars news now there was announced the new animated series called star wars rebels that will be the first part of the new official canon in the star wars universe as well as a new preview book it's called star wars a new dawn and here's the official description of that book our very first official canon novel set solidly in the legendary dark times between episodes three and four a new dawn will introduce new readers to Two main characters from the upcoming Star Wars Rebels animated series, Kanan Jarrus and Hira Syndulla, and will feature jacket art by Doug Wheatley as well as forward by Dave Filoni, one of the executive producers of the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. It goes on sale September 2nd, 2014. So we're getting some canon stuff even released that's some cool news we're supposed to get a rebels trailer tomorrow a brand new rebels trailer to celebrate may the 4th too awesome very cool excited about that yeah that's the one thing we do know that's coming out as far as official news right so and it's good news because the clone wars was so great so you know same people involved they said there's going to be no expanded universe but then they also come back and they've said now that they might take some things from the expanded universe and and that might inspire the new stories too yeah of course yeah um yeah especially after the backlash of fans oh yeah we might we might throw something in there now right (laughs) 
So last week, after uh, me and Jay, all of our pissing and moaning <laughs> on last week's podcast about not getting any Star Wars news, of course, the day later, exactly one day later, <laughs> yeah, yeah after, we, we 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 woke up. Yeah, our whole point was moot <laughs> yeah. because one day later, after me and Jay griping and bitching about, were they listening? I mean, they must have been. Who doesn't listen to this podcast? Yeah, exactly, we drive Hollywood. Exactly, <laughs> I think they listen to our podcast for all their inspiration. Oh, fuck, the PCL guys. They're coming down on us. We better release something. Yeah. No new news? Oh, yeah? Those guys with 450 <laughs> followers on their Facebook. We gotta, we gotta pay attention to those fuckers. And we've, we've been waiting for so long. We have. Since October 2012, for yeah. crying out loud. It was like episode three we were whining about this shit, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. some yeah. new news. Yeah. And we finally get it after we all really right. bitch about Jake, it. Jake, I'm calling you out. So I get a text from you and you're like okay star wars episode seven has an official title and none of the major news outlets have yeah. reported this title yeah they've pulled that they've pulled it, it was on star wars watch i have the post where they talk about how they they pulled it because it, they, they don't have it confirmed okay so they said star wars episode seven was going to be called what jake i don't even remember anymore <laughs> the, the, or, the order of the jedi <laughs> The odor of the Jedi. The odor of the Jedi. <laughs> the, the order yeah. of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. The odor of the Jedi. That might be an axe commercial. <laughs> or like a <laughs> speed stick or something. Yeah, I got use excited. The I got excited and I jumped again. Do you want to smell there. like Qui-Gon Jinn? <laughs> then yes. use the odor of the force. <laughs> From Speedstick. <laughs> he probably smelled phenomenal. All right. So they've cast uh, some of the uh, – the n- they've got new cast and they've got old cast returning. Yes. We've got uh, actors John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, Oscar Isaac, Andy Serkis, Domhnall Gleeson, and Mac- Max von Sydow. They will join the original stars of the saga, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels. You know, C-3PO. Yes. Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca, and then Kenny Baker in the new film. But no mention of Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian. <laughs> yeah. But they definitely need Kenny Baker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, director J.J. Abrams, he says, quote, We are so excited to finally share the cast of Star Wars Episode Seven, especially after those motherfuckers from PCL last week were bitching <laughs> About no Star Wars news. I'm JJ JJ Abrams. <laughs> Fuck pop culture leftovers. Here's your news. Here's your fucking news. One you day asshole. later, after me and you were bitching. <laughs> yes. You know, seriously, at least have our episode out for a week. It wasn't even posted yet. I, I know. I, no, I think our episode had been out for like one full day. Yeah, and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. But he says, it is both thrilling and surreal to watch the <laughs> beloved original cast and these brilliant new performers come together to bring this world to life once again. We start shooting in a couple of weeks, and everyone is doing their best to make the fans proud. So... Yeah, we finally get a little bit of news, and we get a bunch of names, and I think I only recognize two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I knew Adam Driver just because of the Nightwing rumors. Yes. And, and a little bit of the attachment to Star Wars, and of course I know Andy Serkis, but I had no idea who John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, Oscar Isaac, Domhnall Gleeson, and Max, Max von Sydow were. Yeah. And uh, no idea. 
You didn't know who Max von Sydow was? Sorry. I know he's a character well, actor. He, he's been, yeah. He's, he's a, a character, character actor, actor, which is why I don't know who he is. He's yeah. been in countless films, but like just kind of low scenes films. He's done a lot of video game voice acting, you know, for DC Comics. He's and in stuff Dune, like right? Yeah. I yeah. didn't remember him yeah. from fucking Dune, though. And, and, and John Boyega, of course, was in Attack the Block, which if you haven't seen Attack the Block, no. you would fucking love Attack really? the Block. Really? Never seen it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's about aliens invading this small block of wherever these guys are. You're right. And it's just about a bunch of kids discovering. But you, you, I think you just read the official synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Boitano wrote it. Um. <laughs> Welcome to our Attack the Block podcast. Let me read the official synopsis. It's, it's about aliens kids. attacking the block wherever the fuck these guys are. <laughs> All right, and it stars John Boyega. All right. But, but it was a really cool film. It was a very cool film. And, like, if you like District 13, you would, mm-hmm. you would love this. It was the same kind of thing, real-life interaction with aliens. Right. But it was, a bunch, it was about a bunch of, like, five kids that discovered this alien threat. So now, without further ado, we're going to give our uh, movie review of Attack the Block. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never seen that movie, so check maybe, it I should, out. maybe I should check it out. Everybody should check it out. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see here. Star- Other than that, yeah, I don't. Know. I have no idea who <laughs> yeah. hardly any of these guys are. So I had to really go out and look them up. Um, Star Wars Episode Seven is being directed, of course, by J.J. Abrams from a screenplay by Lawrence Kasdan and Abrams. Um, we've talked about on previous podcasts that they threw out Michael Arndt's script. You yes. know, he's the uh, guy who uh, wrote uh, Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. They threw out his script. Now, in the original script, Michael, uh, Michael Arndt wanted to focus more on the new characters, like the new uh, group of characters that came into the Star Wars universe and, and kind of like, you know... Uh, the older characters would kind of be like off in the background, you know, yeah. Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and all these characters would be off in the background. That didn't mix well with J.J. Abrams' vision of this, and I've got a theory on that. Like, you know, I think J.J. Abrams, like being a Star Wars fan, he's grown up, and I think he's always wanted to work with these guys. Yeah. You know, being a fanboy, it's like, I want to work with these older characters. You know, it's been my dream to work with Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher and work with these characters. Yeah. You know, we kind of talked like, you know, like anytime a new writer takes on Batman, they want to give like their version of Batman. They want to give their version of the Joker. It's kind of like what J.J. Abrams is doing here. And I think Michael Arndt's script, which I think would be intriguing to read. Yeah, I have more faith personally in Michael Arndt's script than I do anything Lawrence Kasdan can do now. Yeah, I'm not taking away anything Lawrence Kasdan did in the fucking original films. He did fantastic on Empire. I'm not taking away from that. But I think we need some new blood in there, and I think Michael Arndt would have fucking killed it on this fucking movie. Yeah, I'd like to read that script too. Yeah. Um, now, Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Uh, Abrams, and Brian Burke are producing, and then John Williams returns as the composer. Uh, the movie will open worldwide, supposedly, on December 18th, 2015, which we've heard rumors we talked about last week that it may come out in May. Yeah. It better. I want a May Star Wars. I think we all do. So, I, yeah, I don't want to wait in line outside fucking during the winter anyway. <laughs> it's Star Wars. They all come out in May. Yeah. 
All right, so let's look at this cast. Let's break that down a little bit. Um, we've got uh, Domhnall Gleeson. He played Bill Weasley in the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2. Yes. Uh, he was also Moon in the True Grit remake. Yeah. I hear he's a good actor. He was in Dread. He was in Dread? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember him don't from know. Dread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love Dread, but I couldn't tell you what exactly. part he played in Dread. Right, right. Uh, we've also got uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, who with Adam Driver were, were in the critically acclaimed Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, yes. Adam Driver, he also stars in the HBO show Girls, which I know, Jay, you watch that yes. show. So what, do you, what are your thoughts on Adam Driver? Um, I, you know, personally, you know, I, I know a lot of guys don't watch Girls. Um, you know, Otherwise, they might call it guys. Might call it guys, girls. <laughs> or <laughs> why don't they call it gals? Gals. <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of people don't watch that show, and I understand that. But he has such a range, and I think that he looks the part of a fucked up Han Solo, Princess Leia kid. He looks like a fucked up Harrison Ford, goofy looking. Kid, no, and hold on, he hold does. the fuck. On. He totally hold does. The fuck no, on. this dude's gonna be a no, fucking no, 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 badass no. bad guy. He res- I, That's what I'm not saying. He won't be. He resembles You've got Harrison Ford, who's a good-looking guy. Carrie Fisher was hot as fuck, and they're gonna put out this fucking mutant. Adam, Adam, they're gonna, they're gonna <laughs> give, they're gonna give birth to a fucking mutant. Adam Driver. <laughs> what the fuck are you smoking? Adam Driver has a strange resemblance to Harrison Ford. He does. Right. He's got the weird. <laughs> He fucking does. I'm serious. I've looked at this every day of this week right. of his picture next sure. to Harrison Ford. Uh-huh. He is the fucked up kid of Harrison Ford right. and so when Leia the- Oregano Solo. Yeah. He re- he is their s- oregano. Oregano. He, he is their son. Right. He is the fucked up kid that Han Solo didn't give a fuck about. <laughs> yeah. Han Solo is the deadbeat dad uh-huh. of Adam Driver's character. All right. Adam Driver's character becomes so when Adam Driver because nobody's teaching him about the Force because you have Han Solo that's like you just need a blaster, buddy. You just need a blaster. You don't need the force. Right. He's teaching his kid to be a scoundrel. And, he's- and so this kid is falling to the dark side of the force. He's going to be the... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That's my theory. Right. That's my theory. My theory is if this kid was their kid, there were no baby pictures handed out. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there were no babies. No, you've got Han Solo, this beautiful man, <laughs> and you've got Carrie Fisher, who back in the day she was a, a beautiful woman, right? Very attractive. Adam Driver is the kid that nobody fucking. Gets. So you're saying you're He's saying a misfit. You're saying that like these two beautiful people, it they, happens. They fucked each other. It happens all the time. And they had time. a kid, and their kid, you, they have a mutant. They gave birth to a mutant. <laughs> yeah. Adam Driver baby. Right. <laughs> so, so two rights can make a wrong. I I'm just saying that <laughs> he uh, physically, I think he has a resemblance to Harrison Ford. I honestly do. I know he's goofy looking, uh-huh. but I think Harrison Ford was fucking goofy looking in his early days. Oh, he was a goofy dude. He's a manly looking guy. Women love him later on, just like Clint Eastwood. Just a later on, just. As they get but older. But looking at him, you're not going to think, oh, that's that that's Harrison Ford's but, kid. But look at Han Solo. Han Solo was a goofy fuck-up. 
Han Solo was not this perfect fucking man. Not at all. I, I think if I think of Han Solo's kid, I'm thinking it's a good looking kid who's witty and got a lot of confidence because that's who Han Solo is to me. I don't think it's going to be some fucking mutant Adam Driver looking <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, how old is Adam Driver? He's 30 something. Yeah. yeah, I guess Harrison Ford in the 70s, so I guess it could be his kid. I right? absolutely <laughs> don't encourage this shit, Jake. <laughs> I absolutely. It's weird, okay? I, I'm not saying that it's not weird. I'm just saying that if, when you really look at those two dudes, you can see a resemblance, and I think that's what they're going Seriously, for. Seriously, if, if now, they, listen, hold on, hold on. If if they gave birth to Adam Driver, I think Yoda would come out and say, <laughs> Yoda would come out and say, maybe the Force isn't so strong with these two. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. But, okay, so, okay. You've got the Weasley kid. All right. <laughs> you got a Bill. Dom. You got Bill. Yeah, you got Dom, though. What's right. his fucking name? Yeah, now, you got him. Now, they're talking about we're going to have a Kenobi heritage. Right. Follow through that. Right. That's the Kenobi heritage. Well, sure. That he, makes sense. He is. Yeah. Finally, you've said, I know. you've said something that makes sense to me. I know, but you're discounting everything I else. I totally am. Yeah. This whole Adam Driver. I'm saying something logical with this guy. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Okay, if they had sex and had a baby, it wouldn't come out looking like Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> it wouldn't come out looking like Gilbert he, Godfrey. Oh, hey, let me introduce you to our son, Carrot Top. I know, but... No, it's bullshit. If they had a kid, it's going to look like fucking Chris Pine. What the fuck are you talking I, about, Jay? I, I know, but he's not that goofy looking. <laughs> he's not. He's absolutely not. Okay, let's get on the internet right now. We'll go to his IMDb page. He's a goofy, goofy looking motherfucker. Right. A lot of people call him the hipster. You know, there, a lot of people are worried that he's right. even in this whatsoever. Right. Okay. Now, first of all, they've said that <laughs> he's most probably a Sith. They've already said that. Sure. The, ru- the biggest rumor is that he's probably yeah, a Sith. This guy looks a little fucked up. We'll make him a Sith. Now, who? <laughs> who I, I follow who, that. Yeah. Who would be a Sith, though, except for Han Solo's kid and Leia's kid? What? It wouldn't be Luke's kid. It would be Han Solo and Leia's, Leia's kid that would fall to the dark side. It wouldn't be Luke's kid. I don't think the Sith right away is going to be the kid. I think that's something that's going to happen over the course of the three movies. Yeah. I don't necessarily know that because they've already announced the books that are going to be part of the canon and they've already said one of the books is going to be fucking Sith related. It is Sith in the fucking title. I, I'm not denying that, but it's just, the Sith won't be related to the kids until later on in the series. Maybe I highly doubt part, that. That's maybe, always been the story. That's always been the story. Not is, necessarily. The Emperor has no... The Emperor was going re- after the kids. Yeah, but he doesn't have blood relation to him, or neither did Darth Maul have blood. He's a Sith, and he doesn't have blood relation. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I agree. Wow, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mean to stir all this up when you I mentioned Adam Driver. Up, yeah. I've been thinking I, about this for weeks. No, I love it when Jay stands up for himself. <laughs> I gave him so much shit last week for Momoa being possibly Aquaman. Oh yeah, and like now I'm hearing from different outlets that they think Momoa can be Aquaman. Yeah. So I might be fucking wrong and have to eat crow on that one. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm passionate about that he is Han Solo's kid. Right. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have another kid. The Jedi twins were always a big part in the EU universe, right. the expanded universe. Right. Always. So those were Han and Leia's kids. Luke didn't have fucking kids. Yeah. So you have the guy and the girl. 
that would make a bigger story for me. Luke had kids, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, all that's discounted now. That's another big yeah, news e- story yeah. of the week is they shat all over the EU and yeah. said that none of it Well, matters. the biggest story for me was the was the heir to the Empire, the Timothy Zahn stories. Oh, totally And that agree. was Luke – that was Han and Leia's kids. Right. The Jedi twins, the male and the female. Jonna and Jace. And one of yeah. them turned to the dark side. And I'm thinking that's going to be the fucked up kid, the boy. Now, that's just my theory. <laughs> Could be completely wrong. I'm sure Adam Driver appreciates us calling him the fucked the up. The fucked up kid. The fucked up mutant baby of uh, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. He's been listening from day one, and you guys are just yeah. fucking... We lost the listener there. <laughs> He's like, fuck the leftover yeah. army. I'm out. I'm defecting. Now, now... Now here's here's an odd point, okay? So you have this. No, oh, oh, we're finally. <laughs> we're finally. an odd point. We're finally getting to the odd point. <laughs> okay. So here's a, okay, Jay. Take us to the odd point. Here's another point. Okay. The funny thing is, Jake is dying over here. The odd point is actually going to make sense. We just got him back, and he's already dying. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. So we got this Daisy Ridley character. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. We yeah. don't know shit about her. She hasn't done shit. Right. Literally, she's had few roles. I think she's Yoda's daughter. No. No. She is the sister of Adam Driver. Okay. She is the sister. Now, what's odd is we've we've all seen this. <laughs> Jake, calm down. <laughs> we've all seen this setting where they're all sitting around and doing the reading, right? That right. Was, that was the big picture. That, that was we the saw. big picture that was. Now released. she's sitting between Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Yeah. She's sitting between them. So is she the daughter? Is she the Jedi twin to mm-hmm. Adam Driver's Sith? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Now, I could be completely wrong, completely fucking wrong. Right. And you guys probably think I'm I, th- I think they wrong. just had assigned seats. But I anyway. think they are brother and sister. <laughs> okay. I'm calling it now. If right. I'm wrong, I'll eat shit. I don't All give right. a fuck. Uh, you don't have to eat shit. I'll eat poop. <laughs> if you're right, me and Brian will eat shit. <laughs> God. Wow. Jay really goes out on a limb with these. <laughs> oh, man. All right. The, okay. The rest of the cast, we have Max von Sydow. He's 85 years old, and he's the oldest member of this current cast. He's best known for Father Marin and The Exorcist. He was yes. also Dr. Uh, Kynes in Dune. Uh, Great mo- fucking movie, by the way. Dune was fantastic. He was uh, the bad guy in Minority Report. Yes. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, John Boyega uh, is an actor. He's known for Attack the Block, like Jay said, Imperial Dreams, and My Murder. We also have uh, Daisy Ridley. She's best known for a five-minute science fiction short film called Blue Season. Right. They literally pulled everything. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. I this love is, that. I going love that. with unknowns, which is what we liked. Like, yes. you know, they, of course they got like, and none of them are spectacularly good looking people, which is like fantastic because like, okay, now in the previous movies, they got Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen. It was which, too much. Like straight out of a fucking like model catalog or something. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 And uh, it didn't really work that well for me. I, these are just normal looking people. Yeah. Nothing spectacularly good looking with them. You right. know what I mean? I like that. I agree. Especially mutant Adam Driver. <laughs> you know. but, but, but that was that was something I know you guys both were excited about. Yeah. Was, was that it was kind of unknown. True. Where you weren't like, I know this actor, yeah. you know, 
phenomenally beautiful, <laughs> right. blah, blah, blah. Right. I know you guys are excited about that. <laughs> now, I, the question I want to ask you guys is now, now do these characters, uh, these do they match the descriptions that were released back in June of last year from right. the ble- Bleeding Cool News? Now, let's go over these descriptions. Now, keep in mind that these characters were descriptions that were released before the previous my, uh, the writer, Michael Arndt, that we talked about earlier, was taken off the project. And now Lawrence Kasdan was brought in to write the script. The descriptions go, late teen female, independent, good sense of humor, fit, young 20-something male, witty and smart, fit but not traditionally good-looking, mm-hmm. a late 20-something male. They may, actually, that young 20-something male, witty and smart, fit but not traditionally good-looking Maybe they should just have like a hashtag mutant at the end of that one. <laughs> you know? Or just replace the traditionally not good looking with fucking mutant looking dude. Um, th- then the next one, a late 20 something male, fit, handsome, and confident. 70 something male with strong opinions and tough demeanor. Also doesn't need to be particularly fit. Boba Fett. A second young female, Boba also. Fit. <laughs> a second young female, also late teens, tough, smart, and fit. 40-something male, fit, military type. 30-something male, intellectual, apparently doesn't need to be fit. Now, this list suggests two females in the film. Yes. The first is a, quote, late teen female, independent, good sense of humor, fit. Just from the description, good sense of humor, I'm guessing that this is the child of Han and Leia. mm that makes sense. That, that that does make sense. Yeah, from the description, for sure. Nowhere in there does it say mutant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm guessing that the second female lead quote, second young female, also late teens, tough, smart, and fit, will possibly be the rumored granddaughter of Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay. Now that role that makes sense. Yeah. was rumored to be attached to actresses Maisie Richardson-Sellers and Oscar-winning Lupita Nyong from 12 Years a Slave. But Lupita Nyong was recently signed on to Jon Favreau's live-action Jungle Book movie. And in Star Wars The Clone Wars, isn't Obi-Wan Kenobi involved with a white woman from Mandalore? What? I'm not sure about that. Is that I've only seen the first three seasons okay. of Clone Wars. From what I can gather, he is involved with a white woman from Mandalore, and they have made it known that the Star Wars Clone Wars animated series is, in fact, canon. Yeah, I believe that. It's not really considered expanded universe. Lupita Nyong, and uh, she is an African-American actress, and so that wouldn't be canon if they did that. Um, so since that's canon, I don't see how that could happen. I'm thinking maybe Boyanga or this woman could be then the daughter of Lando Calrissian. Hmm. Uh, you know, Boyanga could be the son or, oh, man. you know, this actress could be the, the daughter of Lando. If that's true, that's a total double middle finger to not having Billy Dee Williams in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they could explain his death or something oh, or geez. he could be, he could show up on parts eight or nine. We don't right. know. Yeah. But like, I was telling Jay, like, I would love to see a fun scene between Harrison Ford and Lando where like Lando gets the Millennium Falcon back. Yeah, let's you know, see him gamble together. Gamble. We've exactly. never, We've never seen, seen that. that. Yeah. yeah. That would be a fun scene. 
Um, now, the young 20-something male, witty and smart, fit but not traditionally good-looking, is probably John Boyanga. Mm. It could be, or like I said before, it could be Lando's, you know, Lando's son. Uh, a late 20-something male, fit, handsome, and confident, is probably Domnall Gleeson, who is from Dublin, Ireland. And just by looking at him, you'd think he could be the grandson of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. yeah especially with that heritage. He right. Looks, he looks like a Kenobi for yeah. the most part. Out of everybody we've seen so far, at least. Now, the, some, the 70-something male with strong opinions and tough demeanor, that's definitely, if it is the same character, Max von Sydow. Yeah. Uh, the 40-something male fit military type is probably Oscar Isaac, even though he is in his 30s. They could probably pull it off. Oh, yeah. Things change, too. They right. could have tweaked characters. They could have tweaked. Like, uh, we talked about the script. Yeah. Michael, This is from Michael Arndt's script. Mm-hmm. This is not from Lawrence Kasdan's. And the 30-something male, intellectual, and apparently doesn't need to be fit, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's Adam Driver. And then, of course, they cast Andy Serkis. Who could be anybody. Motion capture. He's going to be motion capture. I bet they'll they'll get a sneak in appearance of him for real in a Star Wars movie. You have so many extras in the first place. I I think that would be a cheap shot. I think they're really going to go CGI with him full blown. I I agree. But I still think they'll they'll kind of sneak him in. They could, could, yeah, for sure. He's done some great stuff live action, but I mean, when you hire him, you hire him for mocap. You know he's going to be helping... uh, Mark Ferrello. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Oh, wow. Jesus. Jay, that's so weird that you would fuck up a name. Ruffalo. <laughs> what did you call him? I don't Mark even Ruffalo. know. <laughs> he's going to be helping out Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. He's going to be helping out Mark Ruffalo right. with right. the uh, Hulk scenes of Age of Ultron which for the cool. motion capture, Good which news. I think is cool. Yeah. I have a prediction for uh, Andy Serkis. He's going to change his name to, name to Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Son of Jar Jar. Son of no, fuck you! <laughs> Absolutely, I think not. they're going to try to distance themselves as much as they can from the prequels in this film. Yeah, I really do. Oh yeah, because I'm- of fan reaction over the years. John, so. John Boyega is really the kind of wild card right now. Now we don't know who the second female. They haven't cast. They the haven't second. cast. Well, they may not even have to cast. It's the second just a female. rumor. Yeah, we don't know. But yeah. the biggest thing right now is John and what John Boyega's character is going to be. Right. And then the second female lead, which we don't know. Right. Well, we don't even know if there is, in fact, a second female lead after right. the rewrite of the Michael Arndt script. That's true. Does anyone know how long filming scheduled to be for the first shoot? I have no idea how long they're going to do. They have already started pre-production. They've done uh, the the scouting, filming locations and things like that. They have done some uh, filming in uh, uh, Abu Dhabi. Yes. Uh, for Tatooine. Isn't that so. where they always send Odie? Isn't that where Garfield sends Odie to Abu Dhabi? <laughs> <laughs> or Nermal, I mean. They, they're not doing the filming for Tatooine in Tunisia. They're doing it in Abu Dhabi right now. They're already in London. They've They've done some filming in London as well, but uh, they—I guess—they're going to be starting here probably next week, actually filming the film. So I'm sure there's going to be more casting announcements. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I almost think that they're going to have—you know—they're going to bring back Boba Fett in some way, shape, or form. I think that's going to be Os- Oscar Isaac. I think he's going to play that. the militant type. Yeah, he—he he played a, a standard in, in Drive. 
the film. Okay. He played, uh, I mean, I just think he fits the part from what we know of Boba Fett from the prequels, if they're keeping that as canon. And he kind of looks like the guy that played Boba exactly, Fett. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, the... I feel like they can age him a bit, and he'll be the new Boba right. Fett type character. But um, I don't know. I mean, I this is so up in the air, and that's what's exciting about it, is that we don't really know what this cast is going to be. We have no idea. Yeah. And we can speculate all we want, and I can be totally fucking wrong. Right. <laughs> but I think that uh, it's interesting. I, I, you know, rather than solely speculating on what the the main cast is going to be doing, what is the new cast going to be doing? Right. You know, we kind of have an idea probably of what the the, the old cast is going to be. I have personally that. said that I want to see, you know, some really good relationships formed with the old cast and the new cast. So where that, you know, because, like, they've established these characters. You know, Mark Hamill is Luke and Leia and all these characters. They've established them. And so for me to really buy into this new film, I need to feel a connection between them and the new characters coming in. Mm -hmm. That way, if they do wipe out the old characters, those old characters will live on through the new ones. Like, I can feel their bond live on through these new characters. Right. I couldn't have said it better myself, Brian. That's, I mean, if they fail on that, then they failed on everything. Right, and right. Mean, it, this first one is so big. I mean, it's really going to define what 8 and 9 are going to be. Yeah, it really does. That's what's scary about Abrams, though. Is he going to just completely just throw that all to the wayside yeah. and say this is the new story? Yeah. Or is he going to stick with the past? Now, he did that successfully, I think, in some instances with Star Trek, with Spock coming back and all that stuff. Yeah. But I don't I don't want a cheap shot with Star yeah. Wars. I want it to be, these are the new guys, these yeah. are the people you stand behind, and you stand behind them for a reason, because you love the old movie. Part of me wants to see, uh, I'm going to let you talk here real quick, Jake. Part of me wants to see, like, if, if Luke dies... And Han dies. I want to see these two, these two that have saved each other so many times in the past. I want to see them die together. Right, right. Oh, yeah. In a situation where they can't get out. In a situation where they can't get out. And it's like they're together. Luke and Han, best friends that have fought with each other side by side and saved each other in so many instances. And they're in an instance where they can't save each other. Right. And they die together side by side. And if one character goes on throughout this, it's Leia. That's it. She's the only character that survives this from the original trilogy, except for like C-3PO and all that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Chewbacca. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and I, I don't want to see Chewbacca die like he did in the EU. No. I don't want to see that. It didn't happen. Yeah. It didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen now. But I mean, if I want to, see, if they have to die, I want Luke and, and, and Han to die together. And uh, that'll really fuck with me. Yeah. And then... Um, what if they get killed by Han's mutant baby? <laughs> <laughs> How fucked up will you be after that? That would be pretty fucked up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't use mutants because of Marvel oh, no. and Frogs, Sony. <laughs> Not lawyer guy. <laughs> yeah. oh, but you're right. It has to be substantial. For right. these new characters to carry on. So what is that? But yeah. for them to call it Order of the Jedi, do you think Luke's really going to die? Well, it's not it's, been confirmed it's called yeah. Order of the Jedi. So. Well, I, I, if it they is. They pulled yeah. that down. Right. If it is something to do with the Jedi, Luke has to kind of live on, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me and you have talked about it before. Who the hell is going to kill Luke? No. Yeah. I mean, 
Seriously. It would take some serious shit. Right. And you have to you have to have that. It's but no joke. Like I said, I think Abrams is like already working on his version of the Sith Lord and like what he wants to see as an imposing Sith Lord. Because like you take over the Star Wars reigns, dude. It's like, you know, Lucas had fucking Vader and then he followed it up with Darth Maul. Those are two badass motherfuckers. Yeah. And so like JJ Abrams is gonna like be like, okay, you've seen like, you know, this version of the Joker. Now I want you to see my version. Right. And the and the whole issue is why is the empire still there? Why is there an empire resurgence to the point where these guys have to respond? Well, it's like it's it's like the uh, it's like looking at the flip side of everything like, you know, when the empire was like at their dominance, like their ultimate dominant point, you know, you had like the small rebels. Right. Like right. this has been flipped on its ass, you know. So now it's like, you know, the fucking rebels have taken over the universe, and so now the Empire is on that. So is side. Empire the small group that's building up in this story? Right. So but, which brings me back to my original point where I talked about it a couple episodes ago, like why the fuck are they filming on Tatooine? I think they're trying to show the contrast between like Luke came from Tatooine, he was like the new hope, and he was looking towards the horizon as like I am fucking, you know, like I am meant for something bigger than this. I've got to get off of a here. A new disaster can come from the same place. A new disaster can come from the same place. Right, right. The new Sith Lord comes from Tatooine. Or maybe, maybe even simpler, maybe Luke's just holed up there because he's hiding for some reason. I mean, well, like Ben Kenobi. Yeah, because of the age difference, a lot has happened in Luke's story that we're not going to be privy to other than whatever it tells us in the opening scrawl. Right. So yeah, I guess we all kind of assume, like just like in the, the in the books, that Luke has started a Jedi Academy. And yeah, I don't like think that. you can assume that anymore. We can't assume that with EU not being canon. Right. You're right. You're right. Wow, it's it's open, and I hope that some plot details are leaked here. Hopefully tomorrow. So I mean, I'm hoping something is something more gets leaked, and I'm I you know not, I'm not bitching. I mean, we finally got some casting news, which is great. But like on the flip side, it's like here's a bunch of no names and a mutant baby of Han and Leia. <laughs> well, maybe just like last podcast, one day later on Star Wars Day. Yeah, yeah. Gonna- <laughs> Any, anytime we announce something that we're unhappy with, like the next day, they'll yeah. they'll announce. Seems a good change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, shit, we're going to have to scrap that idea where Adam Driver is uh, Harrison Ford and <laughs> Carrie Fisher's baby. Well, I mean, they're on to us. I, I think you can't deny that they're going to be exploring this, the kids of some of these characters. Yeah. I don't think you can deny that. So whether it's Hans or Luke's, right. you can't deny that it's always been the case with Star Wars, the kids. Yeah. You know, so I think we can safely assume that something's going to be going on with that. I think we can safely assume that something's going on with Boba Fett. You know, even though that's kind of, you know, you feel like that's kind of forced in, I think, you know, he's going to play a major role in this as well. You know, will he kill Han Solo? You know, that's another big issue. With, well, the with, Han Solo-Boba Fett yeah. feud that's been going on forever. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. To finally realize what that is. Yeah, but there's also the talk of, like, the Boba Fett solo movie. Right, which right. Which I mean... What's the first solo movie going to be? Is it going to be the Harrison... The- they haven't announced it yet. They, ha- they haven't announced it yet, have well, they? Well, and see, and that's kind of, like, why my speculation comes into play with Adam Driver. You know, the speculation has been there's going to be a young Han Solo movie. There's going to be a young... Uh, there's going to be a Boba Fett solo movie. Or, you know, the siblings of Han Solo solo movie. All that shit's been talked about. Right. So, you know, to me, like, the most fucked up circumstances is that 
regardless of what you think of Adam Driver, if he's even in this fucking issue, is that you have Han Solo and Leia's kids that are having the issues. It's not necessarily Luke right. and his kids, if he even has kids in this. Now, Kenobi's kids, I think, will be whatever that is, however that plays out, Kenobi's heritage. I think Kenobi is what they're going to play out as the ultimate hero of this story. Kenobi always kind of was, even from the prequels, Kenobi was kind of the ultimate Jedi. He was well. He was the bridge between the old and the new, right? And he's he's bringing about the balance in the Force by finding out Luke. Luke finds him. I think Kenobi is the main thread. I think that maybe Abrams is trying to. I think Qui Gon was Qui Gon Jinn was more of a contributing factor to. Well, yeah. If you look at if you look at the lore, yeah, definitely Qui Gon Jinn played a major, bigger part than Kenobi did. Yeah, Obi-Wan kind of poo-pooed it at first. But, but he felt obligated to Qui-Gon to take him on as his, uh, you know, Padawan. Exactly. Yeah. He learns early on about what that actually is, the Padawan-master relationship right. with Jedis. Right. And I think Kenobi had a better view of what Jedi is than anybody else that we've seen in the Star Wars films, period. Oh, yeah. I honestly, I think like, you know, even, uh, Ben Kenobi, you know, Obi-Wan as a, as a young, uh, Jedi questioned his master. Right. But, you and know, so, and so like with Star Trek, is he going to make with like Spock's character, is he going to make him the focal point? Is he going to make Kenobi the main hero throughout the whole series? Kind of like Spock was. You know, we need to bring Spock back in these new Star Trek films to make him be the moral compass of where these guys are, what these guys are doing in these new Star Trek series. Is Kenobi going to always be? Because he always was. But I thought Chris Pine taught him a lot about, you know, in those new Star Trek films, especially like, you know, like there are different ways to get things done. That's a good point. Yeah, and, and the difference a little bit is the Star Trek was a reboot. They didn't so much bring Spock back as just start over again, where this is actual sequel territory. Well, as far as what he's saying now. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, yeah. he could totally reboot this any way he wants to. Yeah, he know. could. But I feel like the main thread has always been Kenobi and not necessarily the Skywalkers. The Skywalkers have done nothing but bring imbalance to the Force. Nothing. You know, if you're going to continue the story on to these new stories, these new movies, it's going to be Skywalkers that are fucking it up from the get-go. I 100% Just agree Just like his that. father. Kenobi was the guy that brought balance to the Force. Yeah. Always. Kenobi had been looking out for Luke, I think, all of his life. And I think a good TV series would have been, um, you know, if they were talking about a TV series, it would have been a TV series that would have taken place after episode three, where you see, like, certain instances in uh, Luke Skywalker's life as a child growing up, where Ben Kenobi is, like, living as a hermit. Right. And there's times where people had tried, they found out who Luke was, they were going to kill him, and Kenobi was there the whole time to stop him. Right. That's why he was on Tatooine. Yeah. He was there. They're watching Luke grow up throughout his entire life. So is it as important to go back to Tatooine because of Kenobi or because of Skywalker? Right. I think it might be because of Kenobi. Well, you brought up the fact like they might blow up Tatooine. Yeah. But that'd, that'd be awesome. But in the but it's been done. They blew up Alderaan. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why do it again? Why do it again? Why blow up? And who gives a fuck about Tatooine? Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, it's a if, shit planet. If, if, if Luke is in hiding and they think that he's possibly there, I think that might be why they attack Tatooine. 
to 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 flesh him out to say we need to get him out of the open because they don't know where he is. This new empire, whatever the for you know whatever is forming, right? They're trying to find out where he is because they know at least that he exists. Yeah, they don't know about any of the other Jedi that might exist after him. So they're like, we're gonna fucking blow up his. Plan. We talked about adats though last week and stuff like that, and like my theory was because like the the they. Jake, I don't know if you saw this bit of news, but um, they talked about they're filming uh, in Abu Dhabi, the Tatooine scenes, and there was an at-at on that scene, that location. Oh, neat. <clears throat> so part of me thinks that, like, some of this old, uh, you know, uh, technology that the Empire used, mm-hmm. it's now just been scattered across the universe and different aliens are just using yeah, it. Yeah, like Watto people are selling it and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. And so, like... I don't. I don't know how big the empire is going to play a part. I think like this might be like the contrast from the first film where the empire was like the dominant force, right? And now the empire is actually trying to rise up again, yeah. and we might see the rise of you know. I, I'm still thinking that we're going to see a very powerful like Jedi force at the beginning of this movie where they've become lax and kind of comfortable with the way the things have they've been running things for the past like 30 years, and we're going to see like. Unbeknownst to them, there is some sort of a Sith Lord that has been able to come about and, uh, unbeknownst to them has, has been growing in the ranks and, and Luke can't even foresee it. Just like, you know, Yoda wasn't able to see like how, you know, uh, uh how different things were happening in the, in the prequels. Like there were yeah. things that Yoda didn't know about. I, I actually think that you're, you're right on target about the Empire not playing a big factor in these new movies. In fact, I kind of think that we're going to find out that the Rebels themselves now, after all these years, are just as corrupt, if not worse, than maybe the Empire was. This right. might be like the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra inf- infiltration. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think it'll be an infiltration. I think it may just be a statement on just, you know, right. corrupt government in, in that in that case. I'm going to think these leaders are going to become too power-hungry and themselves going to hire Sith warlords to try to become more powerful and claim more. And the rebels themselves, what were the rebels, are now even worse than the Empire. And a new rebellion will have to rise to stop the people that overthrew it all in the first place. Right. That's an interesting and, point. And, and that's more realistic to life. You know, what, what are they really trying to sell? Well, the first... You know, the first Star Wars movies were trying to say, hey, you know, we're going to bring balance to the Force. Well, do you ever really do that in real life? Right. Exactly. I mean, is that reality? Reality is is that evil's always there. True. Regardless of how good you are and your your ideals. And who gets in charge? Who is in charge nowadays at this point yeah. in the Star Wars universe? Is it the Jedi Council? Is it the Order of the Jedi? And are they necessarily just... Yeah, and I don't think we've had time for a Jedi Council yet. Yeah. I, we're talking, what, 30 years after well, we the Jedi I mean, It's 30 we, years. We saw that in the prequels, before <laughs> yeah. the dark times, before the Empire. Well, why did the Empire form was because of shit that was happening in the Jedi Council. You're right, yeah. Jake. It's still a very, like, Luke was the only Jedi. Yeah. There's not we're still be... talking about a very young society. As far as like being introduced to the ways of the force, right? Yes, I mean, exactly. The oldest Jedi is going to be at least like twenty eight, twenty nine at this point. I yeah, mean, exactly. If even, if even, yeah. That is that is a good point, and I I think that's probably what J.J. Abrams would rather explore than exploring some kind of redemption story where the Jedi rise again. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think you think that or you think no. that. I think we're talking a new corrupt government. 
and a new group of outliners that have to rise against them mm-hmm. and become the new rebellion. Right. That's kind of what it's always been. Yeah. It's that's kind of what from the beginning, even though you don't have all that backstory like you do in the prequels where you know laid out like who the bad guys are and this is a corrupt system working within this kind of utopia society which the Jedi are trying to create. Right. And so you have these outliers that are like, I'm rebelling against that. Who's the real rebel alliance? Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, some people can see it as the Empire, and that's why people join the Empire. Why would you guys join the fucking Empire when they're destroying everything? Because you're against what these guys are trying to order. Yeah. And better health point. insurance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cooler costumes. Yeah. <laughs> Who is Max von Sydow going to be playing in this? Uh, maybe the older Sith Apprentice? I I, XR Kuhn. <laughs> I, I feel like he's going to be the fledgling kind of Imperial commander that's left. You know what I mean? Kind of the guy that's left out of the Imperial Alliance or the Imperial, you know, whatever you call it, army. That is still under that ideal that we've got to we've got to control what mm-hmm. this Jedi Order is, and the only way we, we can do that is by forming this empire, right? And and taking the power to ourselves so that we can control what happens from here on out. Yeah. Because we don't like what the Jedi Order has been trying to do. Maybe he's the new uh, rebel leader, Max von Sydow. He he does that a lot in movies where he plays a seemingly good character and then turns out to be the main baddie bad. You might be onto something. Uh, uh, there's certain there's certain actors where they cast them and they cast them for certain roles, and that that might be Max von Sydow because he's a character actor, and they might be bringing him in just for that reason. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. He could go either way. Yeah, I mean, if if we're talking about J.J. Abrams, he's probably going to do the thing that's most least likely he's right. probably going to choose that side yeah it's it's totally possible gosh guys th- there's so many possibilities it's insane you talk about star wars possibilities forever yeah absolutely but they're going on for three more movies with this you know and then the solo films in between yeah every so three years we're going to get it you know something is fleshed out something yeah. is fleshed out and that's what's intriguing is that we we have no fucking clue what that is and and we, it, yeah it's all speculation i love it if disney keeps making money too there's no reason to think they're going to stop at nine can we already say that this is going to be a billion dollar movie oh yeah oh yeah absolutely. iron man 3 made 1.3 billion what's star wars 7 going to make yeah jeez i don't even it's know it's going to kill it but if it sucks it's going to be done I mean, I, I don't see a, a future for the franchise if this next one does not do well. I don't think it's going to stop. You know, yeah, like critically, not just people going to see it because they're curious. Did, did it stop them when yeah. Janet Menace came that, out? I was going to say the same thing. Did if it, episode one can't stop did, it, nothing can. Yeah. yeah did, did, right. did it stop when Phantom Menace came out? <laughs> you're right. I still saw all three of those. Sure you did. Sure <laughs> yeah. you did. If anything, what this is going to do is it's going to kill the Star Trek reboot movies. Yeah. yeah. Because, like... I'll be honest with you. It's what it's going to do is it's just going to destroy those Star Trek movies to the point where nobody gives a fuck about those movies anymore, and Star Trek is forced to go back into TV. Good. Yeah. Give me back my Star Trek TV Thank you. show. That's what I <laughs> want. That's what I want too. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. 
all I do is wake up and read these stories and speculate. Right. You know, I don't have any answers to what this is going to be. And part of that is really cool. Yeah. I don't know the fucking answers. No, we don't. It's and, all speculation. And, and, you know, what I don't want Abrams to do is to completely go off the hinge with something totally fantastical. Do you guys have 100% faith in J.J. Abrams at this point? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Yeah. I wish I did. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a problem with any of this casting. I don't know enough. The casting yeah. doesn't scare me. Right. J.J. Abrams scares me more than the casting. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm cool with the old cast coming back. Are Absolutely. You, are, you, are you worried that they, they brought back Lawrence Kasdan, or would you have rather of them kept Michael Arndt? I, I, I'm fine with Lawrence Kasdan. I really am. Working with J.J. Abrams, I'm fine with that. I, I like the director to be also on the writing team. I love Michael Arndt, man. I don't. I do. Yeah. I love Michael Arndt. He what has, has he done besides Toy Story 3? Let me look it up because he has done some really good work, honestly. He has not done anything that's been, like, horrific. Um, let me look him up on WW, uh, IMDb here. Empire holds such a strong fucking stranglehold <laughs> that it's hard to let that guy go. He wrote Raiders, too. Yeah, and Raiders, which was also great. Yeah, but it's all the new stuff that's come out since that hasn't been, like, amazing. Yeah. There, there's a certain point where different writers, like, the, like look, Steven Spielberg, yeah. he just attaches this name to stuff. He hasn't been doing anything that's just been, like, Wow, mind blowing. Right. Yeah. In a long time. Yeah. So I'm that's my concern is like, does Lawrence Kasdan have those creative juices still to put out a fantastic movie? I told you, Jay, that JJ Abrams wanted things done a certain way. Yeah. And Michael Arndt's vision didn't hit on those cylinders for J.J. Abrams. So what can we do in order to make this work? Oh, okay. Let's bring in Lawrence Kasdan, who who wrote one of the best Star Wars films ever, and we'll have him in there to uh, appease the fans so they don't have to worry about our script that we just scrapped. Right. All right. Michael Arndt, Toy Story 3, The Hunger Games Catching Fire, Mm -hmm. and Little Miss Sunshine. All great. Yeah. Obli- All great Oblivion. Have, haven't seen Oblivion. Fantastic. Um, Brave. Brave is Additional good. screenplay material. He was involved in that. Um, so, I mean, it, he hasn't done much, but everything he's done has been pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just stay, I still believe that if, he, if J.J. wasn't liking it, it, J.J.'s the head guy here. I mean, you know... If you want to direct a movie to the best of your ability, you want, and if you have that much control where you can say this isn't working for me, then it's not working for him. I, I, I can see that too, but it's just like the way that I've seen that Michael Arndt has worked his characters in this movie. I mean, that toy, and I'm not just, and people can say, oh, it's just an animated film. But I have never felt so connected. It was dark as fuck. To any. <laughs> characters in an animated film than I did Toy Story 3. Like, the imminent demise of, like, oh my god, these characters may die in this film. What's going on? What's happening to these characters in Toy Story 3? Like, I felt for them emotionally, and here I am, a 30-something-year-old man watching this film with these toys about to be incinerated, and I'm just, like, fearing for their death. Yeah, Yeah, but to be fair, I felt for the toys in all three movies, and Arnt only wrote the third one. Toy Story 2 is not as good as Toy Story 3. Uh, Toy Story 2 is my favorite. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yes, the flashback sequence and all that stuff. I love it. Toy Story 1 was like revolutionary because it was the first Pixar film that came out and the animation looked phenomenal. Toy Story 3 was more of a story-driven story. We've seen these effects. It's been done before. How are you really going to capture everybody's imagination and pull them into this? It's a story-driven movie. And that movie was driven by story. And that's what pulled me into that film. That's the only way you're going to get me back into this series. And it did that. And it showed like how these characters have changed over the years. Like it made you feel like this is the final story. Like some of these movies, like when they wrap it up, it feels like, Oh, there's still some things that are left like to your imagination. Like this was like finality. Like, like he did it. Like this is the way this needed to end. And you felt everything you wanted to feel for these characters by the time that movie was wrapped up. Like you thought like they could die and, it was it was it was just a fantastic movie. I just think opinion. you're. I don't know. I just think you're you're getting a little bit too hung up on this. I mean, you're stressing out about something that is is done for. I mean, we don't know that that screenplay was good. It's all speculation. And well, that's I, that's kind of the thing. Well, J.J. Abrams can leave that book open, whereas maybe aren't close that book in certain levels. You what know makes I mean? me worry though is like if this movie does come out and it is garbage. Yeah. And we watch it and we're like, man, gosh, this is what we've waited for. It's going to make me wonder, like, what was that Michael Arndt script? It will make me wonder what it was, but I still won't instantly jump to the conclusion that it was great either. It's just like we talked earlier about Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and how, how good Mark Webb is at relationships. Like, I think, like, a perfect collaboration is, like, the vision of J.J. Abrams and the way that Michael Arndt makes you connect to characters. Like, I connected to the characters in Little Miss Sunshine. I thought he did a fantastic job with those characters. That little girl? I don't know. But for some reason, I loved that little girl in that movie. And I connected to the characters in Toy Story 3 that I grew up watching, you know, like, in my late teens and stuff like that. And then when that movie came about, I, like... I really felt for these like inanimate toys. Like I worried about their demise. And then like, I, I just think like he gets, I don't know. I think that Michael Arndt just has a really good vision. I just, I'm not sure with like the latest work that Lawrence Kasdan's put out. If he, if he has the juices to make a really good character driven story. Yeah. I would, I would go along with that. If JJ Abrams wasn't co-writing the screenplay, I feel like that's the balance. J.J. Abrams has his name attached to everything these days, Jay. No, but it's, it's a difference all... between producer and he's credited as a screenplay writer. That's a very big difference. I, I, I suppose. I mean, I'm just saying, like, um, you know, he's had his name attached to a lot of different things. Revolution. Yeah, he didn't write that, though. And he's had his name attached to, um, what else does he put? I mean, Lost, which was great, but I mean, that's more of Damon Lindelof than it is J.J. Abrams. Abrams. only wrote the first episode. So, I mean, it's like, I just want, I I don't know. I mean, I love that first Star Trek movie, and I know he has a love for Star Wars, and I don't think that he in any way wants to fuck this up at all. But it all comes down to that screenplay, and I am just concerned that Lawrence Kasdan just doesn't have a great Star Wars story in him left. That's all I'm worried about. Yeah, I hear you. I'm more driven by like, 
like in the first movies, like I fell in love with the characters and I want a character driven story. You can throw all the CGI in the world at me yeah. and I'm not going to be impressed at this point because I've seen it all I agree with you before. 100% though. My only argument is that we, we just don't know if we should be upset that Arndt got fired. I, I know. I, I, his past history isn't enough for me to say, oh, that was the guy but that I'm, needed to write episode seven. Because I don't think that. Well, based on his body of work, I've been impressed by everything he's done. I enjoyed the Hunger Games, the Catching Fire movie. I, I, I liked it a lot too, but maybe he, his thing isn't Star Wars and maybe J.J. Abrams saw that. Okay. I mean, there's got to be a reason, right? Unless you can tell me the reason why J.J. Abrams says no, it's all speculation. The reason I think that he said no is because there are differences on the characters that were going to be the main focus of the film. J.J. Yeah. Abrams' main focus was, I want to focus on the older characters, where Michael Arndt was like, hey, let's give this to the new generation. Yeah. I just got to back the people that made the big decisions. I mean, it's it's Abrams' baby. And if he didn't like the direction that the guy was going, you got to trust in that. I understand. And I think that J.J. – no, I, I, yeah. I, I don't know one way or the other. But I do think that in a way J.J. Abrams is right because I think without the original characters, the fans are not going to get behind this as much because we need to see a little bit of them yeah. before we introduce the new ones. And the, it's, it's the passing of the torch. Exactly. Yeah. So – I mean, we'll never know unless they do release any details, plot details about that script. We'll uh, never know. A new story with younger cast would be more exciting. Agreed. But um, as far as the purists are concerned, you have to pass the torch. You have to you pass have the torch. You have to. You have no option. Well, this is the only time to do it. Yeah. It's now or never. That's It's right. now or never. You're never going to get, like, Mark Hamill's not getting any younger. Harrison and, Ford's not getting any younger. And, Carrie Fisher's not getting any younger. Right. She's definitely not getting any younger. And none of us who grew up on the story wants mm, to me. not finish that story. Nobody grew up on that. The reason we read the EU stories right. is because we want to see well, what happens. If this movie was characters. called Star Wars Legacy. Yeah. Then we'd understand that, oh, we're not going to see, we, we may hear about, you know, yeah. Luke and Leia and, and Han, but we're not going to see them. Because, I want to see the actual events yeah. that happen after those but this movies. But is, this is part seven, eight, and nine. Right. This is not parts, you know, 10, 11, and 12. Right. This is not legacy. So in a way, it's reassuring because I think he's giving that. He's giving that story to the people that want to see that story. Sure. Yeah. We, we've all wanted to see what happens to Han, Luke, Leia. Everybody, right. Chewbacca, everybody. Right. We want to see that story. Yeah. So we need that wrapped up. Man, that would have been the move to jump right to 10, 11, and 12. I would have cheered that. That would have been cool. I would, would have been I, I would not have minded seeing a legacy story. I would no. have cheered that. Just It would have been the classic way. Instead yeah. Starting with four, now now we're starting with ten, and there's right. three movies before that we may even never seen. Yeah. Right. It's kind of, I would have loved Let's that. Let's show, like, you know, Luke and Han's granddaughter, who's so disconnected from any of the Star Wars lore. Yeah. You know, just growing up and, like, knowing nothing about the Force. Right. Just knowing a little bit about her grandparents, you know, and just watch her story. That would have been fucking cool. That would have been super fun yeah, yeah and get uh jennifer lawrence in there yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and then give that script to michael arndt yeah. holy shit so in a way it's worrisome and hopeful right we definitely want some other things that aren't happening yeah. but at the same time there is a little bit of faith in what abrams is doing right i mean it's definitely conflicted yeah and just like it should be star wars is conflicted it's duality it's the sith Versus the Jedi. But people are ready for a really 
outstanding Star Wars movie. And I think that's what we're worried about is like, are we going to get another outstanding Star Wars movie? Because we haven't had one since Empire. I'm not going to stick with something that's mediocre. If this comes out and it's mediocre and it's like, oh, this is a setup for the next three, I'm not going to be behind it. You know what I mean? It has to be like, yes, this is my new – I'm going to watch every single one of these from here on out. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. It can't it can't be like that was okay. Yeah. You know, Star Trek was phenomenal. What do you want? What do you want from this? Do you want them to like harken back to the original Star Wars where it's a fun adventure on the first one? Is that what you want? Yes. Yeah, I think absolutely. Yeah. I think it has to be a fun adventure. Just you, like Indiana Jones was great. It's a fun adventure. Right. I, I want the fun adventure. Do you want it to be like Star Wars the original and then the second one be more like your empire? Yeah. I mean, is that what you guys want? Absolutely. Yeah. You always have that middle one, that penultimate one has to be your real What I'm worried about is like they're gonna they're gonna be like, Oh, we gotta give it to him dark on the first one. Right. That's what I'm worried about. I don't need dark. I feel like that's not the case with all the classic actors being involved. I feel like they're gonna step back for episode eight. Well, and that's where we'll get our dark. That's exactly why I think it is going to be dark. Everybody's looking like, okay, we're going to have all these classic actors come back, but everybody wants to see him die. Yeah, that's fucking dark. Yeah. Even even in four though, Obi Wan dies, and that's the one we're referring to as right. the lighthearted one. Right. I know, but see, we didn't have that connection to Obi Wan like we did. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we didn't have like like that was the first introduction of Obi Wan. For them to be wiped out in this first film would be brutal. Yeah, it would. For anything I can't bad, take, to happen I can't take that. For in the any, first one, for any of them, Chewbacca. I don't care I if it's C three PO R two D two. I know. For any of those characters, for something bad to happen in these new ones would be brutal. I can't handle that in the first movie. If you're gonna kill him, kill him in the second one. Right. I can't handle it in the first <laughs> yeah. one. I can't do it. They're so loved. They're I can't so loved. do it. I'm not gonna have a feel good moment watching yeah. my beloved characters that I watched, you know, as a kid die in that first movie. Right. And I think you might be right. <laughs> I think the first one will be kind of lighthearted. I think probably the second one will be the darkest yeah. of the whole entire That's series. That's what they need to do. I want to see a fun adventure in this first one oh, before yeah. before things really start to get dark in that second movie. Yeah. And that, and that that's what people um I think really don't take away from the Star Wars universe. If you're a true fan, you know that it's dark. People die. Well, you've got the Force and you've got the dark side. Horrible things happen <laughs> yeah. to people. Horrible things. Right. And for you to just think this is a fun, just fantasy-filled realm, it's not like that. Right. It's not like that. You know, it's it's not medieval like Lord of the Rings, but people do die and it gets dark. Yeah. And people have evil tendencies. And I think that's what ultimately... I loved about Star Wars was the explanation of light and dark in the world. Yeah. yeah. As a young kid, I didn't understand that shit. You know, I go to church, I kind of get it. But when I see Star Wars, I understand there's light, there's dark, there's good and evil. Yeah. And it's, it's laid out pretty. And for them to say, well, we've wrapped that up at the end of Star Wars, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi, we've wrapped that up. That's totally, totally not true to what life is really like. Right. And so I'd like to see that realistically portrayed as, like, this always goes on. It never stops. Can we all agree, though, that we know that either – we know that one of them's going to die. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. One of the one of them's going to die, and it's going <laughs> to – Han Solo. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. We know one of them's going to die. For yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Can we do a 
bathroom break. You know what? You want to just wrap this up? Hey. I mean, I really don't know what else we can say. All we had was the casting news. I can keep talking about how great Star Wars is right. forever. But, but I, I see, <laughs> like, if people were expecting us to get on here and talk about our thoughts about, you know, like, Boyanga and Domnall, whatever the fuck his name is, and how much Adam Driver's a mutant. <laughs> I can't talk about these actors. I know nothing about them. They're going to have to prove themselves in Star Wars Episode Seven, Which is a good sign. Right. Yeah. One good sign. Yeah. All right. So I I will just wrap it up, really. All right. All right. All right. We'll see you next week. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening. Later, y'all. Later. for listening to pop culture leftovers congratulations i don't know how you did it i couldn't do it you people need a t-shirt saying i just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap anyway if you'd like to reach the pop culture leftovers cast you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com you can also follow them on twitter at pc leftovers or like their facebook page they'd love to hear from you they're all pretty sad and lonely One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. And as always, check out our website, www.popcultureleftovers.com. We've got great articles there, comic reviews, movie reviews, television reviews. It's awesome. Check it out. And if you're interested in writing for the site, uh, we definitely need more writers. So send an email to domesticateddave at gmail.com. And if David Griffin likes what he reads, he'll get in contact with you, and you can be part of the team. Remember, this is a non-paying gig, but it's a really cool way to have your voice heard, and we'd love to read your submission. So get in contact with David, and thank you. And check us out on Tumblr, too, motherfuckers. <laughs> and don't forget, we're on Instagram, too. <laughs> yeah, that just happened. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over counterculture pushovers Pop culture Leftovers Cool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftover, sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Hot culture leftovers podcast.
ideas that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and we're the shaft the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushover. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover, counterculture pushovers, pop culture leftovers. And we uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers, sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers.